Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Square Eye Syndrome. I'm Ben Gilman. As always, I'm joined by Tom Hill. Hey. Dan Raj. Hi, yeah. And somewhere, someone has locked probably someone away in a cupboard. We'll find yeah, him soon. Yeah, he's not even in doing? our cupboard this week. He's in somebody else's. I think he might be developing a problem. <laughs> I just think he likes dark corners myself. Dark spaces. Fair. Um, anyway, how you guys been? Hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're recording on a nice cool evening, thankfully. It's a bit better today, finally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. If yeah, you're I've from I've been helping a friend move house for the past two days in this heat wave. Oh lovely. Uh and I've by just the way, she might be popping in and out of the podcast because she is still about. So it's not a ghost, it's just your friend. Have I... they got a name? Sammy. Okay. She wants to be a ghost, actually. All right, fair enough. Okay. Let's see. I told well, you off camera this was a good idea, didn't I? There we go. Yeah. Um, Whilst Dan disappears yeah. to stab Sammy. Yeah, so. hang on. Two texts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just come back on the murder cast. Um, no, I've just finished up myself. So, yeah, I know how stressful that can be. Um, we. This is the first recording in a new place. So... Very exciting, better acoustics, less crazy drug people on the street outside my house. Wonderful. It's better. It's better. Stop selling um, you don't want them to be near you. Yeah. All right, so who's going up first then? I'd like to. Okay, you're up the then, Dan. Who's yours? All right. Well, this week has been, uh, like, it's been really hot it's been really busy i've been absolutely dog tired and i've been looking for a tv show specifically because of being so dog tired and just wanting to have something to watch that isn't really very plot focused has simple structure to it but still kind of engages the brain you know what i mean so you watched mm-hmm. baywatch <laughs> no, I definitely didn't watch Baywatch. That doesn't no, engage that, the that... brain because your blood goes in the opposite direction. Oh, no, no, second but that's brain. Me. You're talking about oh, the second oh, brain. He's sweaty. He just wants to watch a man or a woman run down the beach in slow motion. You know. No, 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 the thing um, that I uh, that I actually found um, was something which Poker Stars put out called The Big Game. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, it was put out in 2010. Uh, directed by Brian Lockwood, mostly. Um, and the cast include basically the who's who of the like Daniel Negranus and the Phil Hellmuths and Doyle Brunson and... Justin Bonomo and Will Davis and Barry Greenstein. Just basically, lots. if you're a name in poker, you're in this show. More than likely. Right. So it's poker Not stars. Actually, and- everyone gets on, but yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot, a lot, a lot. Negranu and Helmuth appear in a lot of them, which really, really that they're two of my favourite poker players. They're both yeah, real they're characters. Great. 
I think they're great. I always Fresh. enjoy watching them play. Is this a documentary or is this like a no, no, no? Drama? This, this is this is actually a game show. The the players <laughs> bring their own money. They have to buy in for between a hundred thousand and two hundred thousand. They're allowed to rebuy for up to five hundred thousand, and there is one seat saved for someone called the loose cannon. And the loose cannon is someone who's been playing online and qualified. They're an amateur. They're someone who is not up at that level. So uh, they, they have a chance. been good enough to make a hundred grand, or they get staked a hundred grand and get. Oh, to cool. Keep. Okay, right. And if they manage to get into profit they're also competing amongst themselves for a worth 50 grand um license to be in the world poker tour nice Those are yeah. stakes. so i the big game I, it's called the big game i'm making a note of that yeah me too and yeah i can't recommend it highly enough if and I have to stress it because it's not everyone's thing. You'll like watching poker being played. So basically, uh, if you're a fan of rounders, this is your kind of thing. Yeah. Quite honestly, if, you, if you're if you a fan of rounders, then Phil Homebuth and Daniel Negrano are your kind of thing. Yeah. And there's <laughs> a lot of them on here. And there's a lot of other people who are very like them. There's a lot of very smart plays. There's a lot of really, really big sort of, oh, you should have done other things. <laughs> No, I do like helmets. <laughs> and I particularly like the fact that they have these loose cannons in. Because they cause problems. <laughs> that sounds like me after one too many drinks. Loose cannon. And yeah, just go and watch. The first loose cannon is called Ernest Wiggins. He's an absolute dude. He, he gets coached by his um, girlfriend. Hmm. Right. Um, that's how he started into poker. He calls his girlfriend Rabbit. Um, really nice guy. Really nice story. Just wants to be able to basically make a good bit. He wants to double up on his stake, and then he's happy. And he plays for a whole week. That's five episodes. And each loose cannon plays for five episodes. And after every five episodes, some of the professionals or all of the professionals filter out and new ones come in. And it's a new big game. And, yeah, it's really, really, really cool. To be honest, I, I, really... I wouldn't care if I won the money just to say I'd sat at the table with some of those. Yeah, players. me too. Exactly. <laughs> that learning experience, just to be able to say that uh, I'd had a shot at it. That would be great. But, yeah. I really enjoyed watching it. I'm going to continue to watch it. I have not seen all of it. There's a whole pile of episodes. And, yeah. Really, really cool. Where that can was you see one I wanted that? to... Hmm? Sorry, Where can you see that? I didn't hear what you said there. Where can we see it? Where, 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 where um, it? I think it's now up on YouTube. But oh, okay. I think that you can also get it on Poker Stars itself if you are subscribed. But it is an old TV show. This is 2010, 2011. This is not current. They should bring it back. That's awesome. I think they should, yeah. I think it would be great. Just right. a, a brief addition before Dan continues, Ben. 
you won't know this, but Dan and I spent the vast majority of the years that we were at uni together in the bar playing poker with lots mm-hmm. and lots of people who were nowhere near as good as we were. And ah, so you guys have feasts. Well, the thing was, we actually, we weren't playing for money. We used to play for... Um, we used oh, to play for vending machine sweeps. Yes, yeah, so opal fruits and minstrels <laughs> were basically the, the, the currency. In fact, I had, a, I had an acoustic duo that I was doing performances with at the time with a guy called Ben Swire, and we actually called ourselves playing for minstrels because of the little group of people we had that were just playing poker for minstrels. That's amazing. Yeah, a couple of people misinterpreted that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they probably had a problem. Yeah, we, we, we kind of had to scrap that idea. I thought it was a great. I thought it was a great name for a band, but yeah, I understand why there were issues with it. But yeah, that was that was a large part of our uni life was quoting rounders and yeah. whilst playing poker. That was pretty much. Pay that man. Pay that man. What I want to know is, were you wearing shades while you were doing it? I sometimes did, but. That was uh, only uh, some of the people we were playing with would have worn mirrored shades. Yeah, it's true. Some of the, yeah, some of the people were that. I mean, I used to spend my entire time, as Dan will know, trying to wind people up so that they so that they go all in, and you just beat them. Really, I spent my time just taking the piss out of people, and getting them people really peeved. Their hands to come. People would just people would be like confident, 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 betting, 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 and then on the river, just be like, no, I don't fucking have it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that was it was really fun, but we we are still fish. We are not pros. Oh god god no. The one time you and I sat down with a pro, he took us to the fucking cleaners. <laughs> Gamble's gamble aware people. Gamble safety. Yeah, yes. Anyway, sorry, this is a TV show podcast, not a poker game podcast. Yes. Okay, can I can I can I talk about the other TV show because it's like if yeah. I had to sit down and go like a desert island disc style, okay, like which three television shows would I have with me to mm. watch with nothing else at all? This one would be one of the three, absolutely hands down, without a doubt. It would be the first one I picked. Okay, this is what your uh, answer would be. <laughs> This is this is most nostalgia plays a big part in this, but it was also just brilliant. Okay, go on. There was a place called the Creature Workshop. Do people know what the Creature Workshop was? No. No. Do people know who Jim Henson is? Creator of the Muppets. Yes. Yes. He was a producer, a director, a writer, an animatronics engineer, a a graphics, like real life, like special effects kind of wizard. He was really, really just brilliant. He's the guy behind Sesame Street. He's the guy behind the Muppets. He's the guy behind Dinosaurs. Do you remember Dinosaurs? Yep. Oh, yeah. The ones where they wear clothes and checkered shirts and shit. What a weird shirt up. He's the guy behind Dark Crystal. He's the guy behind all of that. But that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is a television series he made called The Storyteller. That name rings a very vague bell. I think I remember seeing it when I was younger, 
but uh, it escapes me at this time. If you look up the storyteller on IMDb, the thing that it will say is an old storyteller tells European folk tales to his sarcastic dog. <laughs> Sounds like a crazy man in a pub near me. Um, what it doesn't immediately say, but if you go down to the cast and crew, you find out is that that storyteller is being played by John Hurt. John Hurt. Oh, War Doctor. Uh-huh. Aliens. Aliens, uh, the John Hurt moment, yeah. And there's the Doctor Who reference where we, we've shot that one off. Uh, <laughs> and the dog, the sarcastic dog, is being mm. played by Brian Henson. Ooh. So that's like Jim Henson's son, right? Breaking Bad's Brian Cranston. Yeah. No. No, no. That's Brian Cranston. Cranston. Okay. Brian or Henson. Brian he's Henson. a great voice actor. He's a really, really good voice actor. Yeah. Okay. I believe you. So, this series is all done with that very animatronics and real effects for your special effects as its basis mm. and each episode is a single tale self-contained like parables tales that have meanings tales that have all sorts of stuff woven into them they're very fantastical they're all about the story i like what the second episode, for example, is about a guy who just can't feel any fear and he wants to. And he's going on adventures to try and find a way to feel fear. But no matter what happens. And the yeah. whole thing and his name is Fear Not. It's very, very lyrical stories. It's really beautifully done. And if you go and even look up the art for it, please, even as you're listening to this, if you are listening to this, just go while you're doing that. And just on another window, on another tab, just look up the art for The Storyteller by Jim Henson. If you haven't seen it before, that in and of itself should get your interest. It's wow. unique. Uh, it's, it's really... There's something about this series. Something that is just completely timeless and... I will watch this series over and over and over again. I get copies of the series to give to my like nieces, nephews, cousins, that kind of thing. That it's you get me one as well. One those. On. And it was done for me. It was my dad introduced it to me. My dad was a big animatronics engineering fan. He does computer graphics for a living, basically. And that's how I got into it. And I just, it, it was beautiful. I don't know how much of how much I feel this was such a worthy project was to do with how young I was when I was introduced to it and how early it got to me. But I really do think it's one of those pieces of, it's, it's kind of transcended the idea of being a television series or a kid's TV show or something like that. Yeah. It's really gone into that realm of this. This is just so beautiful. This is just, this is proper storytelling. This is actually doing what it says on the tin. It's proper art. So uh, I'm gushing about it. 
it's fantastic. Please watch it. Um, give it your time. You will not be disappointed. I will watch it on my own because I think the Muppets tend to freak my wife out for some reason. <laughs> uh, if the Muppets freak why. your wife out, then this Especially will Dark Crystal. That was a bad idea. Oh. Um, <laughs> this, this is probably the most... This has the most possibility for a grotesquerie with reference to all of that, apart from things like the Dark Crystal, the never-ending story. They had a bit more like the Skeksis are just grotesque as all get out. Yeah. But, yeah. This was one of those, and it was beautifully done, and it's underrated. But I'm, I'm going to stop gushing. I'm going to let someone else take the floor <laughs> or ask questions even if you'd like to. So I'm guessing it's a really old show, but I'm guessing you found this on YouTube. No, 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 no. I, I was watching this um, when it was first, first coming out. And where did it was you released on the 28th of April, 1989, to begin with. Wow. So wh where could you find it now then, Dan? Now you can probably find it on BBC Plus in some kind of way. Okay. If not that, and I'm pretty certain, then you can just download the entire series like you would um, from legally any any store that will sell you a download like legally. This would be a good one to just go and have. Go get it, get it on your hard drive, leave it on your hard drive, have access to it. Okay. And what was the title again? Just so I've got it. Storyteller. Jim Henson's The Storyteller. Jim Henson's The Storyteller. Okay. Sounds quite important. That needs to be there. But yeah, even IMDb has a viewable copy if you have a subscription. Okay. Okay, sold. Well, I can't actually think of a bad show that Jim, Hens uh, Jim Henson's actually done. I actually need to go watch that. Um, what is it? Uh, Dark Crystal prequel on Netflix now. Yeah, that will be my next thing to watch. Yeah. The 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 new Dark Crystal one it, it is actually very much worth watching. Uh, I've heard really good things about it. That, that I trust your taste. Is that the BB, the BBC one? The new one. The Netflix. No, it's the Netflix one. Oh, Netflix. Yeah. I trust Dan more than Troy in terms of taste, so I go and uh, I go watch that. I think that'll be worth my time. Okay. Honestly, honestly, those the, just this week the Poker Stars big game one has been just the perfect thing. But yeah. I've been I hadn't thought to tell anyone about the storyteller until this week either. Okay. And once I did, I started kicking myself because it should have been the first thing I talked about, really. Well, don't kick yourself. You're going to end up hurting yourself, aren't you, really? I can't really kick myself. I'm not that flexible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Tom, do you want to go next? or? I don't mind. It's up to you, sir. I'll let you go, sir. Okay. Fair enough. Right. So, I had some options in my mind but Dan talking about the storyteller has made me think of a TV show that I loved that was on in the late 80s early 90s that is obviously of a similar ilk to this and I 
I'm just going to recommend it because it is what it was absolute must see TV for me. And it was called Grim Tales with Rick Mail. Oh, so do you know this? Yes. Yeah, I oh. thought Dan. I thought Dan might know this. <laughs> so yeah, it's in a very similar vein to the storyteller, but it's Rick Mail being as gross, and he is basically the storyteller. He's like this madcap, but he's in like a red smoking jacket, sitting in a throne, telling these stories, and some of them are the Grimm's fairy tales. With a little bit of a Rick Mail twist on them, some of them. Wait, is this the guy from Bottom and the young ones? Rick, you don't know who Rick Mail is. Yeah. Yes, that one. Is that the guy? Rick Mail, the yes. legend. Yes. From Bottom. Yes. <laughs> Lovely. So, yeah. Absolute superstar. Absolute yes. god among men. Love the man. Adrian Edmondson's like double act partner for time out of mind. Anyway, so he's the storyteller, and it's partly done with him just sitting in a chair telling the story, and it's partly done using, like, um, it's not quite cartoons, it's more almost like stopgap animation. So the story's being told with Rick Mail talking over it, and he does the voices of every character. <coughs> and it's got Rumpelstiltskin, it's got uh, Hansel and Gretel. There's loads and loads of, like, really good... It's so good. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Dan can back me up on this. It is so, so, so worth the watch. There's only about 25, 30 episodes, and they're only 10 minutes each. Because it only lasted for two years, which always disappointed me. I don't know whether it was because Bottom at that point became massively successful and Rick Mail didn't want to do it anymore, or whether they decided that there wasn't a big enough audience or what. But... Rick Mail has always been one of my favourite actors anyway. He's appeared in films like Whoops Apocalypse and that that are just right. beyond stupid. Right hand Freddy. Freddy never dies. I try to figure out a really annoying film that he was in. Drop Dead Fred. Don't be knocking Drop Dead Fred. It's a horrible film. Don't he... knock Drop Dead Fred. No, it's a ridiculous film. It is a ridiculous film. Really, in a worse way. He, oh, I love him. <laughs> He's a great actor, but... There's a whole yeah, I... genre of films like that, and they have a whole cult following. If you ever want to see a film which is really along those lines and is even more out there and weird, there's one that's com- that's actually called Wrong. Yep. Okay. I was thought you were going to see Howard the Duck there, but yeah. They're, everyone's a fan of something. No, but anyway, Rick Mail is a fantastic natural storyteller anyway. And he tells it in a way that especially sort of youngish to young teenager kids will absolutely love. It's all about the gore and the grim and the horrible. He kind of focuses on them. And his bad guy characters all sound so obsequious and nasty and things like that. It's just, oh, it's an absolute joy. Like I said, they're really short, but they are so, so worth it. Yeah, um, so that that's my first pick is just Rick Grim Tale Grim Tales with Rick Mail. Cannot speak highly enough about it. They are all available on YouTube, and like I said, they're like ten minutes each. Okay. You ha- that is a definite. I recommend it. In fact, I'm going to go back and watch some of them probably in the next day just because I've put it in my head now. I know. What I, do. I had completely forgotten they existed until you said. Yeah. 
No, it's just you talking about the storyteller made me think, oh, I loved when Rick Mail did that. So just... I know what I'm doing after this recording. <laughs> I'm off to YouTube. Yeah, watch an episode of The Storyteller, watch an episode of Grimm's Tales, and then tell us which one, or probably both of them. You'll probably enjoy both of them equally, I guess. But yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, they were unique enough to be unique enough, but they are that same trope. Yeah. But I mean, just for me personally, because Rick Mail does all the characters, it's him and him alone doing the whole damn thing. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm a little bit torn about what to talk about seconds. Hmm. But I'm going to go with the one that I was originally going to go with. So for years and years, I've seen a TV show advertised and I kept meaning to get into it and I just kept missing it. And it was only because in the last week or so, I didn't have anything in particular. Once I'd finished binge-watching Men Behaving Badly for the special that will happen at some point, yeah. I didn't really have anything that I was looking at. And a show came up on Netflix and I thought, you know what, I've kind of dodged this show for enough time. It's now finished, so I can watch the whole thing. I haven't quite finished. I'm up to season, the end of season seven of this show, and you probably know it, and I actually really am enjoying it. It's a show called Suits. No, I've never seen it. Never seen it. You know of it, though, I'm assuming. Yes. So, yeah, it's um, a guy called Mike who's got a photographic memory. He's an absolute genius, but has kind of screwed up his life because he helped out a friend when he was younger and took the blame for a test that he actually did. He cheated on a test and gave it to somebody else. And his, well, his friend gave it to somebody else to make money. And when... Uh, that per- the person who bought the test got caught. Mike took the bullet for his friend because he could. He was intelligent enough to survive it. He thought, and then he got completely screwed. He ends up becoming a lawyer by faking the fact that he went to law school, and he's hired by a guy called Harvey who knows he's a fake. And it's basically their relationship. This guy is an absolute genius and should be a lawyer because he's that good. And it's a lot of it is about them trying to hide the fact that actually. He never passed the bar. He never went to law school. Um, it's got him in it. It's got um, a guy called Lewis Litt. And I can't remember the actor's name, but he's absolutely flipping brilliant. Um, let me have a quick look. You get an actor called Rick Hoffman. I'm sure I've seen him in something else, but I can't place it. But he's absolutely brilliant as a kind of asshole lawyer. And he's just really, really good. This is all. This is obviously the show that also brought um, fame to Meghan Markle, she who is now obviously married to mm-hmm. to the um, the Harry boy. Yeah, to the half brother of Prince William. Yes. Ah, uh, small world. Um, but yeah, it's actually a really good show. It's really enjoyable. Um, it's a little bit predictable in places because it's all kind of the hooker with the heart of gold kind of thing. But it's enjoyable enough. It's also got um, an actress that Dan might know, Gina Torres. Uh-huh. She was in uh, Firefly. She was in Firefly. Ah. Uh, she's okay. a prostitute. I'm trying to remember. So she was in... Oh, what was it? Zoe Washburn was the character, I think. 
Zoe from Firefly. Oh, no. she's yeah, 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 yeah. No, husband. Badass. So she she plays the managing director of the firm that these guys work at, and uh, she is a proper badass in this show. <laughs> seems to yeah. be your speciality. Yeah, but she's absolutely brilliant at it. Anyway, I mean, like I say, the char- the the kind of arc of stories are a little bit predictable, but it's so worth the watch, so enjoyable, especially if you've got any kind of basic knowledge of law they do try and stick with an actual legal remits and things but yeah it's really interesting and actually far more fun than i thought it was going to be i just kind of watched it because i thought you know what i've always said to myself at some point i will watch this show and then i've basically binge watched seven series of it in like a week and a half when i'm not working i'm watching episodes of suits basically what's going to happen to me when I start watching that show though and I already know it I haven't actually started watching it but I've seen enough bits yeah and I've seen interviews with cast members and stuff like that that I know that the moment that I start watching it I'm gonna have to have a lot of free time (laughs) yes no no no. but like I say it's totally worth it as I mean I I don't know because I'm vaguely aware that at the end of season seven um Meghan Markle and the guy who played Mike, who's like the main character, both left the show. So I'm intrigued to see what the next two... Because there's nine series. It finished in in 2019. So there's two series where the two... Basically, the love interest characters of the entire show are no longer there. But they've built up enough of the other characters that it might be just as strong without them. So I'm intrigued to see what happens with that. And I will kind of fill you in probably the next time we record because i'll have almost certainly finished the whole series by that point um on how it went but yeah it's i I definitely recommend it it's good fun it's got pathos but it's tongue-in-cheek it's yeah it's got a lovely mixture of all the things you want for a show that will keep you coming back and even though there are there are kind of like long-running storylines because it's almost like a different kind of case every week or so you could drop out for a few weeks and then come back and it would for the most part make sense okay i think yeah no you you've just got me thinking because like lawyer and and like courtroom drama kind of things they are their own special sort of beast aren't they they are, yeah. And courtroom comedies are even rarer. Yeah. And a smart courtroom comedy would be... Let me, let me. It's not a comedy per se, but it's tongue-in-cheek enough to know it. So, and it, there's enough humour in it to make you laugh enough of the time. So is it more thriller? No, it's... it more drama? It's more... It's a, it's a drama more than anything. A romance? But, there is a there are some romance bits in it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a drama. It's got, like I say, it's got a sense of humour within it, but it's kind it's kind of a, a courtroom drama show, and then the the rest of the drama comes from the fact that this guy could be found out at any minute as being a fraud, and then basically every case he's ever worked on could then be overturned, and all this comes. So there are all of the all of the people who know that his secret are taking major risks because he's worth he's worth it in terms of he's brilliant 
which is why they take the risk on him, and also because he's a good human being. He tries to do the right thing, which is also kind of goes against the working as a corporate lawyer. So it's it's right. it's a, there's a lot of juxtaposition. There's a lot of enjoyable stuff there, and it's it's definitely worth definitely worth the watch. I would say. Fair enough. Well, can I can, actually? Can I ask you a question, Tom? No. In, in terms of like you said, there's enough tongue in cheek and there's enough that to keep the laughs going, right? Yeah. If we were to stack it up against something which was kind of meant to be more laughs based, but also have those elements of the drama and the romance and stuff, something which you may not have seen very much of, Ali McBeal. Um. It's kind of a contemporary, I'm guessing. But like, it's actually quite similar to Ali McBeal now that I think about it, in many ways. But it's kind of it's kind of pitched at the same level, I would guess, as Ali McBeal was updated. Yeah, and possibly done slightly better. Okay. I hadn't thought of Ali McBeal actually. Yeah. But then again, I only really saw like the first series of Ali McBeal because it just. I went out with an Ali McBeal fanatic for a few years. <laughs> I'm now quite a fan, actually. I might talk about it on an I'm, episode I'm, at some point. I'm not knocking Ali McBeal. I didn't dislike it. I just... I didn't feel like I had to watch every episode. It didn't grab me enough. But I suppose I might go back and watch it now because I'm a little bit older and it's... It'd probably be of more interest to me now than it was at that time. I'd, I would guess. I thought it was quite sexy, to be honest. And I also thought that all the music in it was great. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. That's, yeah. A, that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> and we ended up but, at Ali McBeal somehow. But you know, <laughs> if, if you like Ali if you like Ali McBeal, I think you would probably like Suits. Oh boy, I can feel like it's going to be the new Charmed. So to beat someone with. Oh yeah, okay. no, 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 no. I think, I think, I think that might be a hill I'll die on as well. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm waiting for the day that we can find someone that can talk to Troy about Charmed. I don't think it's ever <laughs> happening, but no, there's only know. one person. There's only one person in the world who loves Charmed, and that's our Troy. Yeah. We're never doing a special one, Charmed. <laughs> Let's not be stupid now. Come on. If there uh, is anybody out there who likes Charmed, please do feel free to email us. But we will beat you with sticks, though, first. Actually, hang Ask on. Them. Feel free to email me because, like, I just... I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it on here if I have to, but... It's all right, Dan. I get all the abuse. Don't worry, mate. It goes to my email, so you're, you're safe. Don't worry about it. I'll take the bullet. Well, no, we do have a share, a square eye syndrome email address, so people can abuse oh, yeah. us. We need to <laughs> yeah, put that into enough. the podcast more often. We We're do. so disorganised. We're amazingly <laughs> bad at this. Yeah, yeah, let's get a comment. Like we've done twenty one of these fucking things now. You would think that we would be more smooth at it. Anyway, I think we so, do have to do a comment response at some point. Yes, it would be <laughs> nice. Um, so. Over the I was watching. Hmm, how do I describe this? Because we've moved, I haven't had internet for like two weeks. 
Um, so I've been at the mercy of whatever shit TV is on terrestrial television of any evening. And it makes me glad that I'm back in the uh, good days now of internet again, not the dark ages. So, but one thing I did go to watch is um, I, I, I've not watched a lot of it ever. Um, but there's something I've realized is Family Guy meant to be funny. I beg your pardon? Is Family Guy meant yeah. to be funny? Come again? If anybody thinks that it's not, I will fight them. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Um, I love it. I, I mean, I don't know what season I'm watching. I did it just to make you come at me a little bit. What a thrill. Um, so now I know what that angry Dan and angry Thompson are like. Yes, Interesting. Um, no, but basically, um, I've I, I watched one of the chicken fights. Uh, I always seem to watch it when there's a chicken fight with Peter Griffin. I know they do it once a season. Um, it's, not, it's not even that regular. It's kind of every other season kind of thing. It's not done that often, but it's brilliant. I always seem to watch a different chicken fight every time I watch it. That's um, you're probably watching like people's favourite episodes, and the chicken fights always come high on a list of people's enjoyment. It's the one where they go into space and um, the chicken just dies off the rocket. It's that one. It's, uh, there, <laughs> it's There's a great bit. I think you've seen this one where it's just you're going to a clone laboratory and there's just a million Peter Griffins and chickens and they're all just beating the shit out of each other. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> I also would like to cheat and put um, yeah, The Simpsons kind of, but I was watching New Simpsons. So a lot of people complain Family Guy is overdone now. It's like, should take a rest. Is like I hear about South Park, I hear about Simpsons, mm. but to me, Family Guy is just outrageously funny. It always makes me laugh, just with the gags. Well, yeah, my I favorite mean... character is the paedophile old man for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why he's just hilarious. Um, I've explained it to my wife. Um, there was a bit where Stewie, I can't remember, Stewie was on the bottom of a car, and I think he was following someone to school or something called his mum. And all you see is the old man is just on the bottom of a school bus. Just, just, just creepy. Oh, God, yeah, I remember that. Ben, yeah. ben, you've made me feel very uncomfortable. My favourite character is Chris. Ah, <laughs> oh, Chris. No, but I've just realised, Simpsons is really old in the tooth now, isn't it, really? Um, Sim- when did you think Simpsons stopped being funny? Like, I still think I they mean, get it right some of the time. I mean, I haven't watched like the last series of The Simpsons, but... I never felt that they completely lost it, but it's difficult to kind of stay relevant. I mean, they, that was a show that started in the mid-80s. That so, bar is so high for, like, the best of The Simpsons. Yeah, but we, this show has now been going for, what, 30, 35 years? Something like that? But do you think How can you keep up a ever? consistent level for that long? And some of the series in the middle were supremely brilliant. Yeah. And I still there's, enjoy watching it, but you can, there's only so many stories you can tell, really, which is what I, mean, where I think the difficulty that they're finding. I like South Park. So I would say Family Guy is kind of in the middle a little bit in terms of humour between that South Park and The Simpsons. Um, I mean, it's, I'd, say, I'd say Family Guy is alongside South Park, personally. Yeah, but it knows where to, but it doesn't always have the crudeness out all the time. South Park is always swearing... Just properly no, actually, actually, South Park never has swearing. It's only in the film that they swear. Okay, well, the bleep. <laughs> Meet me halfway. 
But, like, I mean, I'm amazed at how funny South Park still is, but I just watched um, an episode of, what was it? They went to an amusement park, and um, it was a piss take of Disney, and I didn't laugh once. Then the aliens turned up and kidnapped them, and I just, no. Maybe I watched the wrong episode, but I just didn't. Mm. I did that one now where a poo became a rock singer. Have you seen that one? Um, because Homer, I think it's Homer um, Nelson's dad. No, not Nelson. Um, the geek. Um, um Milhouse. Milhouse's dad, the the Reverend, and. Um, I think it's one of the cops become a rock band and a boo can sing 80s style rock and he gets taken away by another rock band. It's quite funny. So it's still kind of funny, I suppose. I'm just wondering if you guys thought, do you think American comedy's gone too long? I don't think the question makes sense. I think um, the the there's a, a lot of things about comedy which have been evolving like like pretty much consistently. You don't have a, a single point where one thing is going to be ubiquitously funny and going to continue to be ubiquitously funny for a long time. So The Simpsons has evolved. You go right back to the beginning of The Simpsons. Like at the first boom, like not right at the beginning when they were just on that one show. Yeah. But I can't even remember the name of the show. But like before they were syndicated or just after they were syndicated, season one, season two, season three, some of them are amazingly funny, but you can look at them and go, there's something missing. Good point. There's something dated. These jokes, they don't pop the same way that they would have at the point that we were watching them the first time, even if it's the first time we're watching them now. The family guy has, even through, how is it, many years now, 20 nearly, has just made me laugh all the time. Family guy is like the most consistent one, I think. Um, I would say... Since amount of time, but I'd say it's fallen off as well in certain ways. And in other ways, it wasn't as good as it became. I think... Like the basically, the audience is always going to decide. The viewing figures are always going to decide. And Family Guy, South Park, The Simpsons—they have a winning formula. They yeah. still do, and that's just like the way of it still. And good on them, and congratulations to them. I in personally, in particular, South Park. Yeah, South, South Park is still clever. Still South Park is so clever. Not that, not that I wish to get this podcast sued, but have you seen the Tom Cruise episode? <laughs> Fuck Tom Cruise. He deserves everything. He gets a little midget. But basically... Have you, have, you, have you seen the episode with him? Yes, I have. Yeah. Because they, they, um, Tom Cruise and the Church of Scientology tried to sue South Park, and South Park went, we never said anything. We said that the man was standing in a closet, and clearly he was through the entire episode. <laughs> we haven't actually made any defamatory comments. You prove us wrong. But the best, the, my favourite thing about that was obviously Tom Cruise and Church Scientology went all out to try and stop South Park and lost. So they put him in another episode, a, let, a lesser known episode. 
Have you seen the second one with Tom Cruise in it? No. no. Well, You're going to have to remind me, Tom. The boys are walking. They, they're on a school trip to a fudge packing plant. And the phrase, oh, my God, Tom, Fru- Tom Cruise is a fudge packer, comes in. Because oh, he's working in a fudge packing plant. <laughs> oh, boy. And I just thought, you know what? That's why you don't fuck with the South Park writers. Because if you lose, they'll come at you again. They'll just come at you again. They don't give a shit. No, but actually, just the fact that they did it, it was, it was a proper fuck you to Tom Cruise. Of, you know I what? You tried to sue You'd have, he'd have had a much better See, reaction if he just let it go. It's that as well. Like, you might say that they're the lewdest, they're the most crude, but that's a vehicle, right? Yeah. And that vehicle where they get to be that lewd and that crude and that filled with wordplay and puns and just ridiculous things all at the same time, that's a vehicle and they use that vehicle to speak. It's like what people say about Eminem. They go, oh, he's disgusting. But actually, he's like South Park. He's actually a lot cleverer. I think a lot of people associate him with rudeness, but actually, like much like Eminem, South Park is a lot cleverer them you think they are because they're always sending you a yes. message that's, that's exactly what I would, that's exactly where the comparison would be for me as well oh that's why i love south park right. so much. But, oh, but i was just gonna say ben if you're looking for a show like family guy that's a little less dated yeah american dad which is also written by seth mcfarlane uh, i never got around to watching that is definitely the alien is quite funny yes um, it's, but it's, it's definitely well worth. It's actually Seth MacFarlane's preferred project. Basically, Family Guy did three seasons and then got cancelled. Yeah. And then there was a massive backlash because it got cancelled. Yeah. And Seth MacFarlane agreed to bring Family Guy back, and did, and it came. And then they were they basically said to him, "You need to keep making Family Guy." And he was like, "I don't really want to." So he trade. What he did was he traded an agreement. He'd do a series of Family Guy. As long as they kept renewing and letting him do a series of American Dad after each series of Family Guy. Wow. So basically, that's the deal he's got because everybody loves Family Guy. And so the network, no, but everyone also loves American Dad because it's got um, Patrick Stewart is a regular character in American Dad, which I absolutely love. Is he, is he in a role that is better than the. Uh, it reminds me of the Ricky Gervais show Extras where he's just a dirty old man. He plays the head of the CIA. Oh, please, because that's my favorite Patrick Stewart of all time is the dirty old man from Mexico. He's absolutely, as the head of the CIA, he's absolutely flipping brilliant. No, hang on, hang on. There's elements of that in his character as well, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. He's completely fucking ridiculous and he's so yes. fucking corrupt as well. He yeah, doesn't he take himself seriously, great. Patrick Stewart. I love him. No, I love the fact that Patrick Stewart has a laugh with these things. Yeah. Again, uh, yeah, yeah, thirded on that one. Can so, I make yeah. another point, though? Yeah. Um, alongside all of these, there's another show, and it's one which I haven't seen enough of, but I have seen enough of it to know that it does things a bit differently, and I love it for it. Bob's Burgers. <laughs> yes! Yeah, good show. But I had a second show, but fuck it, I can't be bothered. No, um, no, feel free, yeah, feel free to give us a second show, man. No, 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 I'll do it next week. Um, no, but Bob's Burgers, because we're deep into animation discussions now. True, like yeah. This. Uh, Bob's Burgers is really, really clever as well. Um, PD Paradise is another one that I've watched on Netflix with my wife. Has made me laugh quite a few times. You know what You know what Bob Burgers reminds me of ever so slightly? King of the Hill. Uh, again, again, also very, very underrated as an animation. 
Yes. And, and as a comedy as well, like it was very understated in a lot of ways. It was really quite subtle in a lot of ways, even though yeah. it was crap. Using, red, using rednecks, yeah. Funny. Right? Yeah. And oh, um, yes, the ghost that has been um, making noises in the background throughout the podcast has also reminded me of something. Okay. Uh, that South Park, uh, the creators of South Park, we didn't actually say this, was they actively, consistently try to get their show cancelled <laughs> by oh, how offensive they are. Just to they're already there. They can go and do whatever they're going to do and they can keep speaking, they can keep doing what they do and they've got this formula for success. And if South Park gets cancelled, you can bet the entire audience of South Park is going to migrate to whatever the hell they do next. Well, yeah, they've exactly. also one of the most successful West End and Broadway shows of the last 15 years. Team America. No, no Mormon. Norman. The Book Norman. of Mormon is yes. Trey Parker. <laughs> oh, go watch Team America as well. It's fucking Team awful. America, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But oh, has yeah, anybody seen Book of Mormon? Yes, I oh. have. No, I fucking cried laughing. I nearly, I really spat beer. I co- Every time I tried to have a drink of my beer, I spat it out laughing and it was yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> have you seen it, Dan? No, I've only seen bits. Well, um, I will, once we are off the podcast, I will say something to you. <laughs> right, okay. Well, Why can we not say it on air? Because he's going to tell me exactly where I can find it. Yeah. Or what he did to a member of the cast or something. No, we I, have I have done nothing to a member of the cast. I have Just done in case. So let us get involved and take us off the air. Also, I've just looked on my wall. Uh, the two PlayStation South Park games are on there. Um, so I'm going to go play them because they're <laughs> written by the original creators. And they're meant to be hilariously funny. And now I'm on a South Park binge. And oh, Netflix has got the three. first first oh, 18 thing. seasons of South Park on Netflix, which is, God, finally Can I just decided. say, South yeah. Park, the movie, is one of the best musical movies in the world. Because yeah. man is biggest bitch in the whole wide world, biggest bitch in the world. You want all the words? Come on! Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's one of the best musical. Toads of Philip. Oh my god. Fuck you, shut your fucking face. I'm so fucking. Like a fucker. It's one of the best musical movies. Satan and Saddam Hussein in bed. I've just remembered that. <laughs> oh my Satan, god. Satan, your ass is gigantic, gigantic and red. Who am I going to pretend you are? Liza Minnelli? I just remembered that. I'm thinking I was, I was 14 when I saw that. I was so shocked. It's the most ever movie's ever gone at that point with me, like yeah. in terms of political. Well, everyone goes that South Park is all about swearing, but actually, the film is the only time where they genuinely properly swear. Yeah, where they don't bleep it. Yeah, it's great. It, 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 they're all great. Every, all what, of the ones. Why, why I'm throwing. Thank you for bringing shows. this subject up, Ben. <laughs> I'm throwing in more shows because we're talking about animation from America now. Futurama. I'm throwing that in there as well. Oh, good shout. I mean... There are people who have been screaming that at the screen until we mentioned it. 
But everyone shouts about which one's better. I don't compare them to the Simpsons. I just respect both sides. Future Armor never gets talked about. It always gets forgotten about, and it shouldn't. It's so, my favorite. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, I found the box set for nine quid in a charity shop. All the seasons together, everything. I'm a lucky boy. Futurama is flipping awesome. Why is it not streaming? Sort it out, Netflix or Disney, whoever. Disney have it now. I don't know. But, that, but that's but that's once again that's Matt Groening doing exactly what Seth MacFarlane did of going. You know what? I'm getting bored of doing The Simpsons. Yeah. I've had a different idea and basically trading with. Mm-hmm. The network, I will keep doing The Simpsons if you let me do this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Controversial. Also, controversial opinion. It's pretty good as well. Controversial opinion. Futurama is better than The Simpsons. Ooh. I will high five you. I agree to a degree. I high five you too. The overall even, show is better. Even my ghost agrees. No, the overall show, Futurama, is She's better. She's got a permanent spot if she wants it with that <laughs> The Simpsons has some better characters, but the overall show of Futurama is a better show. Because it's got less episodes and it ended and... It, en- it ended at a good point, but I mean, I would still argue... sci-fi thing, they run with it. It's that Red Dwarf. I would still argue that Homer Simpson is a better individual character than any of the ones... In Futurama, but oh, yeah, Futurama has a better cast of characters. Obviously, and what I like about Futurama is they take the sci-fi setting and just go bonkers of it. That's where Rick and Morty have done, and I'm going to rock Rick and Morty as well. Rick and Morty, <laughs> it, but Rick and Morty, if so, if Futurama and South Park had sex. That's the baby that will pop out. It's Rick and Morty. That's my new favorite. That is like a continuation of Ooh. Futurama, and it just goes it- mental. Once it's on, I can't stop watching it. It's it's, it's my least favourite. All right. Does anyone remember, and I used to love this show, Ren and Stimpy? Oh. (laughs) That thing gave me nightmares, man. What's that? Jesus Christ. Gave me nightmares first time I watched that. So good. That art style has haunted me forever. Yeah, but it was so good. I mean, oh, I still stand by my favourite cartoon of all time is Count Docula, but that's wow. a okay, we, we are going off. We're going <laughs> off. off. Now. We're bringing British stuff into this. I was aiming in the American market. I, my, I do, I do apologise. Because apparently we don't talk about enough American stuff and we're British lovers. So I thought... I'd we are British, American so love. you know, fair play. I, I thought I'd bring some English American love this week. No, that's, absolute, that's absolutely fine. I think all of us have... Had a little bit of American in there somewhere. Because, like, a lot of their American drug comedies um, are just... Oh, funny. in that case, can, can, can we just take one more? Yeah. Because there are two absolute gems of morons you said who you have just completely refrained what? from mentioning. Okay, fuck it. Oh, go on. Beavis and Butthead. Hmm. No. What? No. 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 Daria, go watch Love that. Come, come back to Daria. That's from the same area. That's much better. Beavis and Butthead. Oh, that, that Daria is brilliant. Daria is brilliant as well. Daria was 
the first time I watched a really intelligent cartoon when I was younger. It just got to, I got what it was doing. It's really clever. Oh, yeah. But Beavis and Butthead, I'm not even going to put so that in many. the notes. I'm not even yeah. going to put it in the tags because it's going to get us. You're no, not. Beef. No, Daria fans will come out for the Watch oh it. my god, I'm I'm disappointed, Ben. Wow, well, I man. really am. I'm actually disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Leave some bad impression. There you go. Get out. Right. I mean, it's there. They're the precursor uh, to King of the Hill. But I'm not being rude. It's the stupid brother of South Park. It tries to be offensive. It's just dumb. I would rather I would rather watch she BBC's cartoons in the morning. Yeah, I would rather watch B- CBBC in the morning than watch for Beavis and Whitehead. I'm more likely to get more. Oh, you hurt my heart. Oh, you hurt my heart. Trust me, I'm. I just don't like Beavis and Whitehead. Beavis and Whitehead do America. Like that actually. That actually does. Sorry, Dan, Dan's going to quit the podcast now. I think I've mortally wounded him. Yeah, yeah. Um, my my heart is hurt. So why could defend it? Why do you like Beavis and Butthead? Well, I, I like your come. Let's not shit on it. Okay. Why do you like? I like I like Beavis and Butthead because it's sort of in the same vein, weirdly, as why I like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> very different things, but continue. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to go a little bit into this, so we are probably gonna go just a little bit long, but I'm gonna try and keep it under five minutes. Winnie the Pooh is defined as being this being who things happen to and stuff goes on, and he doesn't really know what he's doing, and he doesn't. And he really gets touched by Christopher Robin, of and all of this stuff goes on and around him, and he does kind of learn a little bit, but he always resolves to this basic state of just existing. I just exist and I exist and I experience things and maybe I learn a little bit of wisdom at a time but I always continue to be this existing thing that is always in that same state of acceptance and in a completely different way because they are so just mindlessly singly focused and able to get absolute entertainment from the most basic and crude and lewd things both Beavis and even more importantly Butthead who I did kind of more like identify with are these like (laughs) unformed brick characters right they're just they're so very basic they're just experiential and everything that happens around them and that they cause to happen by being so fucking clueless is just this maelstrom of chaos created by them just being in their one moment and not really thinking about the past and not really thinking about the future. They are single-minded. They are moronic. They are absolutely ridiculous, and I love it. and Ted without the likability, basically. Yes! Yeah. Oh, by the way, the Bill and Ted movie, I saw the trailer, the third one. Ah... Uh... Uh, I'm not too sure. I want it to be I'm good. It. I am. I'm uh, scared. Controversial thought about Bill and Ted's bogus journey. 
one of the few times that a sequel has actually surpassed its original. You Agreed. Would not be incorrect. You would not be incorrect on that one. I would agree with that. I just, I, I mean, it's made entirely oh, by Death. Amazing, it's the, one of the best, one of the best characters ever created. Everyone really shits on the second one, but it's definitely on par with the first one. I think people give the. Uh, it's like okay, while we're what this podcast is revealing, this is what happened when Troy's not here. We all go off the boil. So, um, <laughs> also, I think Ghostbusters Two is also a very good film. And number one, same as number one. Yeah. Controversial it's opinion. Not I'm not oh, a God. Ghostbusters. It's strong as number one, but it's good, yeah. Yeah, but everyone shits on it. I mean, yeah. the, I mean, the woman's one, dear God, shit on that all you like. That's <laughs> an awful film. Not because they're women. I'm just, a, it's just not a good film. Don't even try it with me. Not because yeah. they're women. It's because they tried to high five with some kind of laser glove. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm just. Gotten, I'm, I'm actually not a Ghostbusters fan in general. I'll watch it, but I actually um, it it doesn't hold any special place at all for me. You had a Ghostbusters. I love the art. I love the design. Okay. Okay. I was, not, like I was not a massive Ghostbusters I... fan, one way or the other. <laughs> Okay, well, I won't kill you for that. Like, I recognize that it is a great movie in terms of how many people do love it and hold a very, very high place for it. Even the amount of people who hold these movies as being their favorite movies of all time. Sorry, not me. No, that's fine. We won't kill you. We'll kill you next week. Um, right. we, we, we respect people having their opinions. Yes, we do, but we killed him for it anyway. Um, Yes. So, and then if oh, you yeah, manage to tell me for it, then you're going to have to find somebody to call afterwards. No, it's okay. I have <laughs> people. No, um, no. So I think that's it for today. Um, that's it. We have done an hour. So good. Yeah, we're return. not hey? nice. Hey, I yeah, just so we talk. sort of went off on a bit of a tangent. But no, it's a good really tangent. Need. We've covered all that American good animation stuff and I think because sometimes yeah. we take the piss a bit I feel like hopefully we've readdressed it a little bit finally that we don't hate America we just oh, don't yeah, we, America makes some amazing TV we've never hated we've never hated America. no but we have had complaints America makes some amazing TV it's just that Britain does it better and yep. we're back where we were. <laughs> okay Smooth, Dan. Smooth. <laughs> Fitting in around here very well. Going to get some of that hate. Uh, just just swimming. I bombed the whole of Essex last year, and I moved there, so what do I know? Um, so, anyway, um, yeah, Tom, would you like to give the people the email address before we go? Shared... Um, not Shared um, I work for Shared um, Square Eye Syndrome 2020 at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay. Lovely. Let's get some complaints. Love sent to us, please. Uh, and if I am wrong with that, I will double check it and we can put a thing in the uh in the link to say Tom's an idiot. Well, uh, okay. 
So cool. I, I'm I'm looking forward to this. But I think that's kind of clever. Also, we're now since we've recorded, we've been put up on Spotify finally. So if you go to Spotify, Scrotus Syndrome, we are on there. You can put us in your pocket, download us. We'll be in your ears on the bus to work. I just made that sound really dirty. Um, we are working on iTunes, but finally we're on Spotify. So thank God, like every other podcast ever. I mean, honestly, your anger at our opinions may actually fuel you in the gym, so you're welcome. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. And um, we hopefully will get some comments from you guys and have some mail to read out and stuff. That will be fun. I'm going to shut my window because it's bloody raining. And uh, so that's it for me. And that's it for me. It's it for me. And uh, well, Troy says hi, but he, we can't hear him because he's locked away. Um, maybe some knocking in the background. Yeah, hold on. You're not getting oh, that. My ghost says that she had fun. Thank you, ghost. Thank you, ghost. May you have happy hauntings for the rest of your time. Right. Right. We're done. No, no. <laughs>